Welcome to US Rail Journeys, Series 3. It's been a long time coming, but with the easing of travel restrictions, I have been able to make the journeys I had originally planned for the spring of 2020. Join me as I travel 6,684 miles with Amtrak across the United States. Episode 3 The Journey Begins. We're on our way. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Train is moving forward out of the yard. Sun is just coming out from behind some clouds. So this is the start of my journey from Miami. In this series, we'll be going through New York, down to New Orleans, across to Los Angeles, then across by train along the southern border of the United States to San Antonio, north to Chicago, across country again to New York, and in two weeks today, I shall be setting out on my final part of my journey, the Isella, up the east coast to Boston. Just to make me feel like I'm at home on the train, just past, not a scrapyard, but a good few wagons full of scrap. Or now we're just passing a car breaker's yard. So our journeys through scrap continue. What I always love about the US is you may be on a main line, but there are lots of little sidings that appear to go nowhere. Just past one, which I think goes up to a factory somewhere because of course freight trains are very important to the economy an amazing amount of goods goes by rail we're definitely traveling through an industrial suburb just gone under what must be a major roadway and come out into some trees Of course, the trees have been planted so that I can't take photographs of anything. All manner of trees, including palm trees. And we're just picking up a little bit more speed and passing another set of wagons full of scrap. The wagons go into a scrapyard because I've just passed it. Trouble is, there are trees all the way around, so it was very difficult to spot it. Gone across a level crossing now. And you can probably hear in the background, things are getting a bit faster. Just going through a tri-rail station, 
across another crossing. Apparently we're on the South Florida Rail Corridor, We've just gone through another local commuter station. And according to my speedometer, we're doing somewhere around about 75 miles an hour, which is pretty good going. And over some points. We're slowing down now for our first stop at Hollywood. That's not the Hollywood in Los Angeles, but the Hollywood in Florida. It's a short stop. During the Florida land boom of the 1920s through to the 1950s and 60s, the population here grew rapidly. Today, Port Everglades, the second busiest cruise port in the world, is partially within the municipal boundaries of Hollywood. The Hollywood Beach Boardwalk is one of America's top ten nostalgic promenades, according to USA Today. The station is served by the Amtrak Silver Meteor and the Silver Star trains. At the moment it's not served by the Silver Meteor because that's been cancelled until later this year. There are also local services from Tri-Rail and it originally opened in 1928 and was rebuilt in 2002. It's designed in the Mediterranean Revival style and Tri-Rail's presence means that Amtrak trains only stop southbound to let passengers off and stop northbound for passengers to get on if they're going north of West Palm Beach. The station was used by over 21,650 Amtrak passengers in 2019. Well, we're leaving Hollywood now. According to my watch, three minutes late. Considering it was meant to be a very short stop, we were there for quite a long time. We've got a long way to go yet. Just passing an area where the houses seem quite modest, but the yachts are incredibly big. The sign on the big highway next to the line, which says Amtrak Tri-Rail Park and Ride Next Exit, one quarter mile. This certainly is the land of the car. It doesn't seem to matter that we left Hollywood late because we've got Fort Lauderdale bang on time. Fort Lauderdale, called the Venice of America, it has a large and intricate canal system. It's a popular tourist destination with a major yachting centre. There are more than 4,100 restaurants and some 120 nightclubs. That write-up was written a few years ago, so there could well be many more than 120 nightclubs. It's named after Major William Lauderdale, who was the commander of a detachment of soldiers who built the first of a series of forts in 1838 prior to the Second Seminole War. Development began after the railway reached the area in 1896. In World War II, the town became a major US base and after the war, service members returned to the area, spurring a population explosion greater than the land boom of the 1920s. It's another Mediterranean Revival-style station, and it opened in 1927. It replaced a hastily built temporary structure, 
erected at the end of 1926 to greet the January 1927 arrival of the Orange Blossom Special, which was the first seaboard passenger train in South Florida. The Orange Blossom Special ran until 1953, and the Silver Meteor began in 1939. Both the Silver Meteor and the Silver Star continue to use the station. It's used by both Amtrak and Tri-Rail, and 41,200 Amtrak passengers use the station in 2019. The stops are coming thick and fast on this section of our journey, and we stop at Deerfield Beach. A post office opened here in 1898 to serve a population of 20 settlers. When the town was incorporated in 1925, there were 1,300 residents. The many deer grazing along the Hillsborough River gave their name to the town. Until the late 1940s, it was primarily an agricultural community. But after World War II, tourists began to discover its scenic oceanfront. It's another of the Mediterranean revival stations and was built in 1926 and has been refurbished twice in 1990 and 2010. The design includes arched entryways, arcades, stucco walls and a barrel tiled roof. It was placed on the US National Register of Historic Places on April 5, 1990 and serves the nearby Boca Raton community. The station also houses the South Florida Railway Museum, which is open to the public on Wednesdays and Saturdays. But sadly our stop is very short, so I don't have an opportunity to go and visit the museum. Over 21,000 Amtrak passengers used the station in 2019. The station is also served by Tri-Rail. So here we are, slowing now for Deerfield Beach. The country that we've travelled through so far on this journey has little to recommend it. Roads, more roads, highways, not very beautiful houses cramped together, lots of industry in standard square buildings. Definitely not very much to recommend it. Now this station looks different from the ones that we've been to before. There's no canopy above the platform. I wouldn't want to be waiting for a train in the pouring rain. I can't see any station buildings, but there must be some because they're on the National Register of Historic Places. All I can see is a lamp and a bench and four people being taken on one of the golf carts down the side of the train. Must be some passengers having assisted boarding. The station at Deerfield Beach is a very modest building, but it does have quite a lot of attraction to it, so I can see why it's on the National Register. Our next stop will be Delray Beach. Delray Beach takes its name from a Detroit neighborhood of the same name, meaning of the king in Spanish. The Florida East Coast Railway reached the town in 1896 and by 1911 pineapple and tomato canning plants had already been built. 
the Florida land boom of the 1920s brought prosperity and tourism, and these became important industries. Recent years have seen a large-scale renovation of the downtown area. The station is relatively modern. It first opened in August 1991, when Tri-Rail abandoned the original station, situated a few blocks to the north. Amtrak trains first stopped here in April 1995, and in 2019 it was used by over 14,750 Amtrak passengers. As we progress along this part of the route, we are passing through many tri-rail stations, and we've just gone over another vast highway. We've slowed right down, but we don't appear to have come to a station, so it must be at a signal. I was wrong. It would appear it's a short platform, so once passengers have got onto the carriages at the front of the train, it then pulls forwards to allow the passengers to get onto the carriages at the back of the train. The next station is West Palm Beach. It's the oldest incorporated municipality in southern Florida. It was founded by Henry Flagler, the founder of the Florida East Coast Railway. Pratt & Whitney, IBM and RCA put the city on the map in the 1960s. The station officially opened to passengers in January 1925. It was designed by the Palm Beach architectural firm of Harvey & Clark. The station was placed on the U.S. National Register of Historic Places on June the 19th, 1973. The tri-rail service to the station began in 1989. The city of West Palm Beach bought the building in 1988 and persuaded local architects Oliver Glidden and Partners to head a $4.3 million restoration project. The station was rededicated at a ceremony in April 1991. Over 53,700 Amtrak passengers use the station in 2019. So we've arrived here in West Palm Beach. It may have been restored and rededicated, but there's an awful lot of rusty metal in the station canopy, which interestingly enough is lower than the height of the train. Seems to be quite a big city, this one. making good speed. The road's still running parallel with the railway line in one or two places. Bit of fly tipping at the side of the tracks. But on the other side of the train, just dismal walls of buildings. Travelling slowly at the moment. Just gone through a station that must only be for local trains. Even though we don't have a highway running parallel with us any longer, we seem to be going past some somewhat depressing buildings behind the trees. Derelict vehicles. That one's got trucks. A lot of rubbish. And a Range Rover. It's about an hour until we reach our next station. So we must be getting to a slightly more rural part of Florida. I've moved along to the dining car for some lunch. Yes, we still have a dual carriageway on our right-hand side. But there are fields, there are trees. 
lots of trees just beside the railway line, as usual, going along quite a reasonable speed. The countryside we're travelling through at the moment appears to be flat. Trees, a lot of trees, but not particularly tall ones, and the trees aren't particularly dense. There doesn't appear to be any form of agriculture here or anything like that. Though there are one or two cleared areas, but whether they've been cleared by man or just cleared because nothing will grow there isn't obvious. Just passed through a small town, large marquee on what looks like a public green area. Lots of sites here that seem to have their own little siding off the main track. Hidden away we come to industry. Large silos over there, but still the road that's running parallel with this is quite quiet. Very little traffic. It's even single carriageway. Well, according to my speedometer, we're currently travelling at about 80 miles an hour. That's pretty fast for an Amtrak service. Our next stop, nearly an hour after West Palm Beach, is Okeechobee, a town that hosts the Speckled Perch Festival, which is held annually in honour of its lake's most famous fish. The first recorded Category 5 hurricane in the North Atlantic hit Okeechobee in 1928. The old station built in 1924 for the Seaboard Airline Railway was demolished in 2014. In 2018, 4,000 Amtrak passengers used the shelter constructed in 2011. The Silver Star is the only Amtrak train that stops here. Seems I got the pronunciation wrong. The people here must love the trains as we're stopped right across a level crossing. So as all the traffic has to wait for the train to pull forwards because it looks as though it must be another station with another short platform. We're about eight or nine minutes late at the current time. Well, we're pulling forwards over the crossing. Quite a queue built up waiting for the train to move. I thank all the passengers and crew aboard Amtrak's Silver Star train that left Miami on Saturday the 25th of June. The US Rail Journeys podcasts are produced and published by the Mr. T Podcast Studio. Thank you very much for listening. And please join me again in a couple of weeks for the next instalment. Music